0: This past week, um, I had to go down to North Central Phoenix, which is a part of town I don't like to go to. And uh, I was, you know, exiting the freeway, uh, going up the off ramp. And as you know, oftentimes there's people on the side there, and there was a woman there, you know, with a sign, asking, asking for help. It's always interesting to me um, how I react when I see that. And I always kind of think about how I react. And I was considering, I don't know, I I was brought to consider, I wonder how she got there. I mean, most people don't aspire to that. You know, most people don't try to end up in that situation. Despite, you know, whatever, even when we're perhaps our most jaded thinking about that situation, most people don't want to be in that situation or in that place in their life. And I began to wonder, gosh, you know, what, um, there must have been something about just her appearance that led me to, to kind of humanize her more than maybe I normally do and, and think, how did, you know, what sort of things have happened to her in her life that this is where she ended up? And why don't they happen to everybody? Why didn't they happen to me, <laughs> Etc. About a year ago, a year and a half ago, um, I had the funeral for a 30-year-old son of very close friends of mine. I was very close to him also. I'd known him since he was a teenager and, and taught him as a priest. Um, also his other sisters, his two other sisters. They were very close to me, and and he was a great kid. He was always a great kid. Great upbringing, beautiful family, very religious, and he ended up getting into drugs. And he tried back and forth, you know, he'd be sober for a while, and then he'd he'd fall back into his addiction. It was something he couldn't, I mean, he had all the help that you could have. Great parents who supported him, great family who supported him, and he just couldn't kick this. And he had great years of sobriety. I mean, if you met him, you'd think this guy is a great guy. And yet, his addiction he couldn't beat. He couldn't conquer. And those of, those of you who have been through addiction or are even suffering through addiction now, you know that as an addict, you're always an addict. It's not really something you necessarily conquer, at least You never know when it might come back. I think about that situation, I think about him. You know, how does that happen? You might say it's very simple. It's not very simple. When you have all of sort of the right things in your life and it still happens. And I know that it it tends to be easy for us just to, you know, look at those two situations and say, well, it's their fault in some way. Well, there's always some element of culpability, but as we heard in the Gospel, you know, the Lord causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. Bad things happen to all of us, good and bad, people as it is, or just and unjust people. I think about people, and and I'm not intending to get political here, so this is not my point, but... I often think about the people who, you know, enter our country any way they can, and, and I think, you know, if I was in their shoes, I would probably do the same thing. If I was in their situation, I'd probably try to do the same thing. And, and it, again, not trying to get into the politics of it, it's a whole other issue. But just the idea of seeing the humanity of a person, and seeing the desperate, reality they live in that yeah they're doing something that in one sense they shouldn't be doing but in another sense they're they're striving to do what's best for them but it's of course very easy for us to just judge and dehumanize and not have empathy have you have you ever wondered what it's like to hear confession Ever wonder what it's like to, to sit in the box and uh, one after the other? You're probably laughing because you're thinking about your sins. <laughs> um, it's pretty humbling, actually. It's pretty humbling because, um, you know, in the moment, I'm just, I don't know, maybe I was when I was younger, I'll just be honest as a priest, but I, in this current iteration of me, um, I'm just not drawn to judge in any way. It's it's pretty humbling that anybody would come forward and you know see me as a conduit for God's grace. That through me the Lord can forgive them of their sin. In a very humbling you know way for them coming forward and presenting their sinfulness. I also often think, wow, I'm I'm pretty bad. <laughs> I hear some of your sins, and I think, gosh, I better go to confession. (laughs) The other thing that's, uh, another thing that's really interesting about confession is, you might wonder, gosh, what does everyone else say? Besides me, what do they say? You know, what does Father hear? I hear the same thing. It's just important, I think it's important for you to know this, you all do the same stuff. There's only 10 commandments. (laughs) You all all do the same things. You know, you might think, is it really interesting? Is it really juicy? Does Father remember? No, because it isn't. It's just not, you know, how many times can you hear, uh, I took the Lord's name in vain, and it's not juicy. You know, it's just the same thing over and over. What I've come to realize and see, I mean, I think if everybody could hear confession, they would maybe even be more compassionate with each other because we'd recognize, gosh, we're all really kind of in the same boat. I mean, imagine if one by one, it would take forever, but one by one, we cataloged all of each person's sins and brought them up, and here's Bob, and we projected Bob's sins on the the screen up here, now, what do you think of Bob? Well, I don't know. Am I next? Yes. <laughs> yes, Betty, get up here. Here's your sins. Uh, what do you think of Bob? I think Bob's great. <laughs> you know, if if we really understood each other's sufferings, if we understood each other's trials and tribulations and and uh you know, demons that we have to fight, if we really knew that about each other, how much more loving would we be? How much more compassionate and empathic would we be for each other? And while we'll never really know that, you know, all of these details, I think it's important for us to remember that every single one of us, every single one of us are carrying great burdens. And they're different Right, and they're every single. It's amazing, really. You know, people are really so interesting because every single one of us has a different facet. I mean, yeah, we commit the same sins, but the reasons why, right, and the circumstances, and the history, and the upbringing, and the on and on and on. And when you when you learn that, as I'm sometimes privileged to do. I mean, I think it. I think it's difficult to be judgmental. I know it can still happen, and I know I still do it. But more so, I'm drawn to, I think, being more understanding. You know, why why does, very often, you know, we hear about the worst things that a person does. You know? And once in a while, somebody will come over, you know, from St. Lucie's down the street, and say, oh, that priest down there, Father, you know what they did? And I'm like, yeah, you're just gonna turn around and tell them what I did. I know how this works. They're not about to tell me something great. Nobody gets upset when we gossip about how good we are. Let me tell you how great Bob was today. Bob's not gonna be upset with me that I gossiped about how great he was. But often that's not what we talk about, it's not what we hear. And very often we hear about the situations that people have gotten into when they're at their worst. You know, who knows what's happened in their life? A spouse dies, a friend dies, a parent dies, and they're left in a situation that they had never been in before. And they end up maybe doing something that we think is incredibly horrible or we hear about it, but we don't know the situation. We don't know the circumstance, And, and yet right away we're drawn to judge. And what the Lord is trying to get through to us is a greater extension of the law, basically. Remember, last week the focus was, you know, is the law, does it continue? And the Lord says, of course it continues. Well, actually, He even, he even pushes it further. He says, look, it's not just a matter of um, not hating your enemy or doing evil to your enemy, but in fact, love your enemy. Go even further. Our Heavenly Father wants us to go even further. And while I, I, I presume most of us are not enemies here, well, I don't know why you sit here and here. <laughs> Maybe that's a thing, I don't, I'm still kinda new. Most people are not our enemies, but sometimes we kinda treat them like they are, based on what we think of them or what we might say about them. There's a saying I gave you, uh, I don't know, a few months ago that I learned, and I think it bears repeating often. Be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. Be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. And our strength as Catholics is we're doing this together, right? This is about supporting one another This is about coming together on Sunday and even during the week and being here for one another. Showing our support, our community, and how strong we are. That we know we're a bunch of sinners, we're a bunch of sufferers, we're a bunch of people who fail, but you know what? With Jesus Christ, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna work out. Jesus is not there trying to catch us when we do something wrong or You know, give us demerits or that kind of thing. Jesus is on our side. And he's constantly looking for ways to come even deeper into our life to give us healing and grace and peace. And of course, every Sunday, the Holy Eucharist, Jesus Christ himself, so that his grace may dwell in us and give us that strength we need all week long. Please stand.